Hello, awesome audience. Welcome to this week's edition of the Informal Program. Congratulations to all the picks who were drafted at the NBA draft over the past week, except for the Knicks. To them, we offer our condolences. Live from a city in Southern California that we will not mention, this is the Informal Program. Along with the crew, here's Daniel West. I have it, ladies and gentlemen. I have it. Nowhere else in America are you going to hear what you're about to hear here. That's why you listen to the informal program. I have the place LeBron James should go. We don't have insiders. We don't have a woge. Some of you in the audience saying, what is a woge? It is a news-gathering machine. Also, personal works for ESPN, but also a species uh, found in Middle Earth who, who covers news. We do have a news snail, though. A little louder, buddy. A little louder. Thank you. Throughout the show, he will give us news. He's becoming more sentient, by the way. We'll explain that later, but we do have the news snail. All right. But that's not the important thing. The important thing is, we have gathered where LeBron James is going to go, okay? This makes perfect sense. you got to think about this, okay? Where is a place? See, see here's the thing. you got to understand. First of all, you understand what LeBron James wants. He, wants. he wants control. He wants to pick the guys he can play with. He wants to be loved. Because after he left Cleveland the first time, which we can understand, go look at that roster. We did it on the show. It was lacking. And he dragged them to the finals. Maybe against their own will. I won't go that far to say they were tanking, but, I, I mean, look at the roster, man. He, he carried them in a sack, just dragged them onto the court in the NBA finals. And then they had to move the other players around like chess pieces. It was really sad. That's why they lost to the Spurs. So he left that situation, went to Miami. People hated him. Partly because of the decision, which you know, was an ill-advised idea, but, you know, why not? Did a TV show, said, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. He did for four years. Uh, how, many, how many titles did they win? LeBron, how many titles did you win? Not two. Not well, that was it. Actually, they did win two. So, people hated him. Then he went back to Cleveland. They did win a title. They lost, uh, what, three? Three other ones in that? Yeah, three other ones. So he's got three titles right now. He wants to be loved. Yeah, he, he kind of, they like him in Cleveland. And outside of the country, outside of that state, they respect him. But he wants adoration around the country. He wants to reach Michael Jordan. How many titles does Michael Jordan have, LeBron? Not two, not three, not four, not five. That's right. So I don't think he's going to get to six titles. I just personally don't. Okay? That's my personal opinion. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I don't. Too far. All right, he might. He might not. But I have a situation that he can go to. And no matter what happens, he's going to be loved. He's going to be adorated. He's, this is the perfect situation, okay? So listen to me right now. Gather around your radios, your listening devices, whatever you're listening to in 2018, okay? 
LeBron James is going to get his folks together. Rich Paul, Cliff Paul. The uh, collection of friends that we'll not refer to by the same name as Phil Jackson. They're going to get together. They're going to get, I believe Jerry Bruckheimer might be involved in this and Tim Laiwicki. And they're going to get together. And they're going to come to Adam Silver and say, we're bringing the NBA back to Seattle. Think about it. Think about it, man. The 31st team in the NBA. LeBron James, part owner, part player. He gets to pick the players. They have an expansion draft. He gets to pick the dudes he wants to play with. He gets to pick the coach. He gets to pick the GM, the front office. He's in control of the situation there. When he stops playing, he can own the team. He can step back and be kind of a Michael Jordan role, except, you know, maybe they'll actually win something. Oh! you got to admit, the Wizards are in a much better place than they were when uh, before Michael Jordan became the GM or whatever he was. And the Hornets as well. I mean, they weren't even the Hornets. They were the Charlotte Bobcats. Look at what he did now. If... If Michael Jordan can change the name of a team from the Bobcats to the Hornets, imagine what LeBron James could do, okay? But think about this, man. And here's the thing. He doesn't even have to win a title. The fact that he brings basketball back to Seattle, he is an immortal figure. He is like whoever owns the Winnipeg Jets. Who owns the Winnipeg Jets? Say it in my ear. True North. Thank you. Makes sense. Canada. He will be like Stan. Well, no. Anyway. He doesn't have to. The fact that the first time he steps on the court in Seattle, in the renovated key arena, LeBron James will have done undone everything done by the decision, everything done by the complaining in the media, Everything done by the passive-aggressive getting coaches fired. We will forget all of that. And he will go on the Mount Rushmore as one of the greatest NBA players of all time simply because he brought basketball back to Seattle. And now, now get this. Now get this, folks. If he wins a title, think about it, man. He got to the finals with Mo Williams. He got to the finals with J.R. He won a title with J.R. Smith. Forget going to the finals. He, he won a title with J.R. Smith. If he wins a title with those Sonics that he brings together, it's the Vegas Golden Knights all over again. If he even gets to the finals, it's the Vegas Golden Knights, man. He can't lose this situation. If he's terrible, well, he brought basketball back to Seattle. He did something no one was expecting. Cleveland will understand. They understand. They said, dude, we won a title. Okay, that's something we didn't have before. We get it. LA's being like, bro, props. The only people a little bit upset are the Thunder, but you know what? That's fine. How about this, man? What if? What if in this scenario, okay? You remember who was a Sonic? You know who was a Sonic, Dave? Ray Allen. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was a Sonic. But but think further. Who else was a Sonic? Gary Payton. All right, think a little bit. Think a little bit younger. Who started their career in Seattle? 
Who? Just maybe. LeBron says, we're trying to build this thing here, man. We're doing the Vegas Golden Knights 2.0, okay? But we're going to do a star power, all right? Because the Vegas Golden Knights, at the end, they need a stars. Can't win a title without stars, unless you're the Detroit Pistons in 2004. Then you can't. Other than that, you can't win without stars. They're the one exception. But LeBron, he gets on a plane. He goes to the Hamptons. He sits down. He says, all right, we're trying to build this thing in, in Seattle. He sits down with the guy says, you want to make everything right? You want to join me as just an immortal sports figure who's going to go down? People are going to say, I got respect for that man because of what he did. Do you remember who started their career on the Sonics who could come back? Because LeBron says, let's do something special. That's right. If you remember your NBA history, you remember. Before they moved to Oklahoma City. You know, started their career. In the great city of Seattle. Who just might, might pick up the phone if LeBron James called and said, join us on this journey. That's right. Kevin Durant. Am I, are you getting the pieces together? Dave, are you building that puzzle back there? Dave's got a map wall like Sherlock back there, like a, like a conspiracy thing. He's, he's stringing things out. You see what we got, we got built in here? Think about it, man. How about this? Remember the other people Dave mentioned? Gary Payton, he could be on the coaching staff. Ray Allen, maybe he's coaching the team. Maybe he does like a full Steve Kerr. Hey, a great three-point shooter is leading the Warriors to greatness. Think about this, man. He can't lose. He literally cannot lose. If he loses games, they say, well, he's back in Seattle. If he wins, did Michael Jordan start an expansion franchise? Maybe he was involved with the Bobcats. But don't answer that. That's not the point. The point is that this is the perfect. He can't go back to Cleveland. Cleveland's a mess. He goes to Los Angeles. He's in the shadow of Kobe. If he wins one title, they say, well, Kobe won four more than you. That's the, see, that's the thing. I don't, that's why I don't think he's going to L.A. You got to remember, the L.A. fans, which we know very, very well as citizens of a city in Southern California, which will remain nameless, we know the L.A. sports fan. Kobe, Kobe's better than Michael Jordan, okay, out here. Too far. Okay, maybe a little too far. But he's renowned, man. So if LeBron only delivers in one title, they say, whoa, whoa, Kobe, hold on. Kobe didn't do that. So I don't know if he wants to come out here for that. I don't know if he wants to join the Clippers either because, uh, you know, it wasn't the best situation before. So he can't go back to Cleveland. Miami is pretty much just going to Cleveland with better weather with the roster they have over there. You join the Sixers, you just latch on the back of the process. No, he needs something new. Think about it. He can't go anywhere without people saying, oh, well, you know, whatever. But if he goes to Seattle, if he brings back the Sonics, woo, 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 oh. All right. So that's the reporting from the news now. We don't know if he's right or wrong, but does it matter, man? When we have a source like the news now, by the way, he was in the running. The news nail was in the running to work for ESPN, which we didn't tell people when we got the news nail. 
What? Now, his first few weeks in the job were a little awkward, admittedly. He was not the strongest. He was giving us old news. But now he has, he has, he has, he has morphed. He has changed into a, a news-gathering machine. And he's somewhere down here on the floor amongst our papers, just, just filing through stuff, going through Twitter. He has several burner accounts. Um, he may have may not have run into uh, the Colangelo who was fired on Twitter. <laughs> and that's his scoop, man. So, before you hear it on ESPN, before you hear it on Fox Sports, you're going to hear it here first, okay? Now, I know the Seattle people right now are working on getting an NHL team, but that's because LeBron hasn't called them yet. If he calls them, they say, hey, NHL, hold on a minute. That's right. Get out of here. LeBron James on the phone. He's bringing basketball back to Seattle. That's the end goal. That's what they want. They want basketball in Seattle. And the man who's going to bring it to him. The man who's going to deliver what they, they, they've been craving, man. Ever since that whole thing went down. What a mess that was, by the way. Lost their team. Who's going to bring it back? None other. Damn. LeBron James. LeBron. That's right. Keep going with it. James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. That's what they're going to be saying all over Seattle. He's going to be the greatest sports figure since uh, Marshawn Lynch. Much more on the informal program right after this. You're listening to the informal program. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> oh, that's a way to end the segment. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Right now in my hand, I have something called uh, pieces of paper. All right. You've heard of it probably. Trees, killing trees, but, you know, we, we need to do it still. And we need to get these papers all organized because there are papers everywhere. There are papers all over the floor. Like I said, we lost the news snail somewhere on the floor because it's just, it's just covered in papers. Dave, we can't see Dave. He's behind a mountain of papers, which you can't hear rustling because it's, it's all uh, fiber paper or something, some special paper. The point is you need to get your paperwork in order. You don't need to go digital. That's, that's ridiculous. That's too clean, okay? But what you need to do is you need to get some paperweights, all right? They come in all shapes and sizes. They're various prices. And if you want to keep your papers in order, you need to get some paperweights. Okay? So go to your local store, pick up some paperweights, and get your papers in order. And now for the Bagman News Report. And now it's time for the Bagman News Report. All right. Once again, they were wrong. It's time for edition of Sit Down and Be Humble with your host, Bagman. Sit down. Today, I turn my eye, much like the Eye of Sauron, except much less evil, to the people of Atlanta and your fanatical approach to Atlanta United. Now, we understand you're fans of the ATL. We appreciate your support. But when it comes to voting, please, as Ted Cruz once said, vote with your conscience, okay, people? You have voted six of the 11 players in the MLS All-Star Game fan vote from your own team, okay? What? You gave your coach a best dressed award, even though he wears a polo shirt, against guys who actually wear suits on the sideline. And most importantly of all, you robbed David Villa of goal of the year when he shot it from 70 yards out because, oh, your guy got a decent goal against Atlanta. Get out of the ballot box and onto the field. Sit down, Atlanta. Back to the show. 
And now, back to the informal program on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. It was one of the great plays of all time, in my opinion. Alright, top five for sure, man. I mean, well, yeah, maybe top eight. Yeah, I mean, because he caught the ball, he threw it to first base, and the guy just, like, jumped in the air and then tagged him. It was, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. But, unfortunately, no one was filming it. But you were there, you saw it. Oh, it, it, was, it was amazing. Alright. By the way, I must say, man, I, I wanted to lay out for a minute, but but you have just unveiled the most brilliant scheme I have ever heard. Lebr- if, uh, we need to get this to LeBron James if he hasn't thought of this. Well, I told you the new snail is getting this getting this scoop. Thank you, new snail. Thank the new snail. By the way, can we talk about the new snail for a minute here? Because outside of his his forays into Twitter and, and delving into NBA waters, which will be fun this time of year. I, I do have to say, when we started several weeks ago, we, we hired a new snail because Bagman was, was in Las Vegas covering the Vegas Golden Knights, and he was in a casino for four weeks, or three weeks. I don't know how long he was in that casino. Anyway. And we needed someone here to do the news. Well, I mean, Bagman was sending his reports, but we needed someone in the state, not in Nevada, to do the news and just gather news for us. So we hired the news snail. Now, when we hired a news snail, it was, it was a very unfortunate decision because the news snail, as you can imagine, is not very quick. So we were getting articles from several years ago. But in the last week or so, he, is, he has pivoted. He's gotten my attention because he figured out that what gets me is deep stuff to pay attention to. So right now, I'm just inundated with, with Jameis Winston articles. Um, some of this stuff, I mean, due to our employer, I can't exactly talk about it on the air. I mean, it, there's no way I can tie some of this stuff to sports. And that's kind of what we're doing here. We are, we are bound by, uh, you know, our employers to actually discuss sports and to not get all political because, you know, they've looked around the media landscape and said, this, this has not gone well at times. And that's, that's what it boils down to. It's not just, oh, let's stifle our opinions. It's just that they look around and say, what good has this done for companies that will remain nameless? ESPN. I said that we'll remain nameless. Well, I didn't. I just used the acronym. All right. Sure. I I guess that works. Okay. So that's the, that's the news snail. So he he has different things here. And by the way, oh here he is. Um, excuse me. All right. Okay. This is the story about daylight savings time. For those of you, hey, some cross promotion who listen to the local five, which is our L.A. and Southern California themed pre-show. You would hear that we talked about daylight savings time and how California just might get rid of the thing. So this article I have in front of me here says that the news coming out of Sacramento, which is our capital, by the way, it's not Los Angeles. What? I know. People don't know that. I, I went up to someone yesterday and said, where's the, where's the, the Capitol building? I said, it's, it's uh, many miles to the north. Talk about shocking. Yeah, they don't know. Did you know that? Uh, I didn't. Okay. So the report I'm reading here is that it may go on the ballot next year if it gets through uh, legislation. So we might be on normal time again. Or we might be on permanent daylight savings time. That's the other idea. That's a terrible idea. And now, it's time for Beanie Factoids. Here's John Beanie. Can he please clear his throat? I don't know what's going on with him. 
Hi, all right. This is the this is the world famous edition of Beanie Factoids. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number one. If those are not recorded live, if he's not, you know, doing an Andy Richter somewhere off mic, can we please get some sound clips that are better than him coughing? I still haven't gotten an answer on that, Dave. Is he live? I, I don't know, man. Okay, John, when you're pressing a button, I'm up here. I don't press the buttons. Okay, very well. So we have an announcer that may or may not be live. And no one knows whether or not. Can someone like go? Is he in Bagman studio? Where can we check this out, man? Because if he's recorded and someone's cutting those audio bites and they hear him coughing and gurgling and they're leaving it in, then I need to have a talk with them. Fair enough. Number one. Okay, number one on the list of Beanie Factors this week. Now, you know who Ayesha Curry is. I do. Dave, you look very confused. Uh, uh, no, I'm just going to, uh, I don't want to get myself in trouble. No, I don't know who that is. It's, it's, it's Steph Curry's wife. Let me do it. It's my segment. It's Steph Curry's wife. What? Yeah, it, it's Steph Curry's wife. I, I don't know if you didn't know that here. All right, anyway, Aisha. Okay, we do know now, okay? We do know now. All right, very well. So Aisha Curry is Steph Curry's wife. All right, whoever's doing that, can you please stop and let's continue? All right, so anyway, Aisha Curry. Is oh see oh no here it comes again man yeah yeah this is even worse than the Vegas Golden Hat what's going on over there why is he so loud anyway can we get to this yeah okay anyway so Aisha Curry owns a restaurant in Houston great idea and uh, yeah this time of year that doesn't seem like the wisest yeah okay so before the restaurant opened I think it opened this past week this is a story from a couple weeks ago but we didn't get to it. Before the restaurant opened, it had already gotten a bunch of one-star reviews on Yelp. And it wasn't because people hated the food, partly because the restaurant you know, wasn't fully open, but because they were just salty Rockets fans who were giving reviews that had nothing to do with the food and just had to do with basketball or were joking about the food, such as, you know, I got a 3-1 lead there and I choked on it or something like that. So anyway, so that's Aisha Curry's restaurant uh, being sabotaged by Houston Rockets fans. Number two. Well, does like Yelp? Does Yelp know the issue? Well, I mean, I'm sure they're onto it that these people haven't eaten there and they're just, you know, doing one-star reviews. But, but it's getting publicity out for a restaurant because no one knew she had a restaurant opening. And um, now we know. Why is that so low? Because no one adjusted the audio levels. And you're the engineer. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Number two. Why is he struggling so much today? All right, number two is... Uh, so... College football is big in the South. I don't know if you. Oh no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if you knew that. We're gonna run out of time on the show. So college football, huge in the South, including in Texas. So Texas A&M uh, and LSU are rivals because they once again got together because Texas A&M joined the Big Twelve or the the SEC, whatever the the big one with all the the bands. Everyone's like, we're better than everyone else. That's the SEC. Okay, that one. So. An Aggie and a Tiger getting married. Not literally. Not li- Dave, I see the look at your face. No, they're not literally. What? No, they're, they're not literally getting married. But a Texas A&M uh, student or former student and an LSU student are getting married. So, 
the Texas A&M guy is like, for a wedding cake, can we have the LSU stadium? And the wedding people are like, sure. And then the bride comes in and says, like, all right, very well, but do two things for me. One is make sure you have a little section with Texas A&M fans, which is it's common in college football. But here's the second thing. On the wedding cake, on the scoreboard at Tiger Stadium, it says Texas A&M 42, LSU 28. That's right. I like that. That is savage right there. So uh, getting that marriage off to a good start. Number three. All right. Our number three one right here. We have some bonus ones, but we'll do it in a different segment of the show. Uh... Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, who's he? I'm about to tell you. Tell us on, sir. Shea Gilgis Alexander is now the owner of the longest name word-wise, or at least letter-wise, in NBA history. Congratulations. That's right. He was drafted by the Clippers. My apologies. You're a Clippers fan. I know. That's why I can... Uh, <clears throat> I, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll treat you well, Shay. Anyway, uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, we've gotten over the injury bug. We're, we're going. We're, we're coming through, man. Hey, LeBron might show up here. LeBron might show up here, man. I'm telling you right now. Too far. Okay, maybe he won't. Okay, but Shay Gilgis Alexander now takes the place of Michael Kidd Gilchrist in having the long name, including hyphens, in NBA history. And how about this? He joins a team that also features a Milos Teodosic and a Cinderius Thornwell. This has been Beanie Factoids. All right, let's get to the letters real quick. We got some. We got a lot of mail about last week's show. Uh, Jay writes in: U.S. and Mexico just got together to make a World Cup bid. You think this is some serious rivalry? All right, that's fair. That's fair. Yes, I still think it is a serious rivalry. Okay, because if you have a chance to get a World Cup, you come together and say, "Yo, forget this, man." Didn't when they played each other? Didn't Kansas and Missouri get together and say, "Hey, let's get a game at, at Arrowhead Stadium"? I mean, come on. It doesn't take anything away from the rivalry. And like I said, when Carlos Vela's on the field, I wish the best for him. And outside of that, you know, I mean, here's the other thing, too, I, I will mention. And don't get me in trouble for saying this, okay? All right. But um, just Google some of the celebrations that happened. Just Google. Because I was watching the news. I said, what is going on up here? If you're a NASCAR fan, you've seen Kyle Busch do burnouts after he wins. That was going on somewhere in the streets of Los Angeles after Mexico won a first-round game. All right. So, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're all ready for those celebrations here. That's what I'm going to say. But, I mean, I wish him I wish him the best when Carlos Bell is on the field. All right. Uh, Jill writes in, it's pronounced Qatar, I believe. Okay, so not Qatar. We said Qatar. No, we. I'm sorry. Qatar. That's what she's saying. Qatar. We said Cutter last week because I had read somewhere that it's pronounced Cutter, but people are saying Qatar. Sepp Blatter said Qatar, so we don't know. Who is Sepp Blatter? Sounds like a disease. He, well, in some ways he was. No, he was the former, oh! he was the former president of FIFA. All right, quickly, uh, John, your, your last two notes on the show here. All right, so the last two notes on the show here, these are like bonus factoids. Lonnie Walker IV was drafted by the Spurs. He has like this really wild hairdo. And basically, he couldn't put his draft hat on. So if you see the photos, it's just levitating above his head because he can't put the hat on. And uh, on this day, the GOAT of shooting, not Ray Allen, Steph Curry, uh, yesterday, nine years ago yesterday, was drafted into the NBA. Thank you for listening to the informal program. Until next week, for Dave, the Hat, the Snail, and John, I'm Daniel.
Bye. This is the Informal Post Show. Okay, so let's get an update here in the last few seconds of the show on the World Cup. Argentina needs to win, and at the moment, what have we here, Dave? Uh, they're at halftime. What's the score? I don't know. Let me check. Great producing value. By the way, I mean, great job producing today. It's 1-0 Argentina in the, uh, at, in the 45th minute. Thank you, uh, British version of Dave. You're welcome, sir. And uh, school is between the Croatia and who are they playing. Thank you, as well. Appreciate it, sir. Much obliged. What have you thought the World Cup so far? I mean, this is great. Did you see the the goal that Tony uh, Tony Cruz uh, Kukoc scored? Tony Cruz. Oh yeah, I mean, some. I, I thought I was like, man, it's still late in his career to be changing uh, changing changing the soccer. Yeah, that was a ridiculous goal. Incredible goal. Messi, not the goat. Ronaldo's the goat. The goat? Yeah, because he scores goals. Oh! We'll see you next week. <laughs>